Welcome to the Finally Flourished podcast, where we talk all things health, fitness, and how to finally flourish into your best self. I'm your host, Alex Ward. Now let's jump in. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Finally Flourished podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode because we have two amazing guests, one of who you guys have already heard from, and the second one is a new guest on the podcast. So let's first start by welcoming back Coach Avery. Hello, Avery. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good. We are so excited to have you back on the podcast. We got so much um, good, like positive feedback from having you on the reciting episode. So I'm excited to chat with you some more today. And then we also have a new guest on the podcast who is Coach Marina. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. I'm nervous. I don't know why. (laughs) I love it. Um, So Marina, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself just to the podcast listeners, who you are, what you do, maybe a little bit of backstory on just like your health and fitness journey. Yeah. um, So I actually got started in fitness in 2018 um, after, or in the fitness industry in 2018, after kind of going to the gym um, for about a year regularly, still, still didn't like really know what I was doing fully. Um, but I committed, um, I was going regular, regularly for a year and just one day at the gym, I like decided on a whim, like, Hey, I'm going to get certified in personal training. Um, at that point it was kind of just for my own personal knowledge. But as I kind of started going through the course, I was like, you know, like I could actually see myself doing this. I, I really started to like fall in love with everything that I was learning. Um, so I started coaching online full-time in 2020, thanks to COVID. <laughs> um, and I became the first assistant coach of Forever Flourish in 2021. And it's crazy that our one-year anniversary has just passed. I know. It was or my one-year anniversary. <laughs> I know. When it, when it was, I think it was like the first day of February, I was like, oh my God, Marina, it popped up on my memories. And I'm like, it's already been, how has it already been a year? I forgot until I saw that. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess. It has been a year. <laughs> well, I, I actually say it all the time. I'm like, I don't even feel like I've been coaching for that long. So the fact that you've been on the team for that long, is just crazy. It mm-hmm. then pretty soon we'll have Avery's year one years coming up here soon too. Yeah. It's nuts. It's nuts. Um, okay, cool. Well, I, I'm excited to have both of you guys on this episode. Um, so just for those of you guys who are listening and don't know, we are the three coaches on Forever Flourish. So there's three of us and we're all three here today to talk about this topic that actually one of our Forever Flourish clients recommended. And we're all really excited to to talk about this. I actually had kind of last week filled out like a whole content idea page and I sent it over to coach Marina and coach Avery and had them go through and pick out the topics that they wanted to come on the podcast and talk about. And they were both like, heck yeah on this topic. So we're like, let's just do it this week. Um, especially since, like I said, one of our clients recommended it. So I think it'll be a good episode to listen to and definitely something, um, I think, you know, that we could all say when we were younger, we wish we could have a resource like this to kind of listen to. Um, so the episode topic of today is dieting and health when you're young. Um, so one of our, like I said, one of our clients recommended this. She actually said that she personally has a sister who she just wants to be able to give advice to and give tips to and and so I think that this is going to be really relevant you know whether you are young whether you have a family or a friend who's young or you have a child that is younger and and maybe you're not really sure um, what to do in terms of keeping them healthy or staying healthy if you are young so um, what I think we'll do first off is kind of each of us go through and just talk about like our own personal experiences with dieting and health when we're young um, I know that we all have kind of our own stories on on how we grew up and how health and fitness impacted us at a young age. I know specifically, Marina, you have a journal that you kept when you were younger that you still have that you read through. So I'm, I'm excited for you to kind of point some of those things out to you and, and just to kind of relay our own stories back. So Marina, if you want to go ahead and start, that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, the journal is like the most embarrassing thing that I have kept, but I'm so glad that I found it. I'm so glad that I have that to look back on. Um, And I'll go go into that in a second, but growing up, I guess my parents were like pretty healthy. Like there, there wasn't anything like dramatic that would have, I think like caused me to feel that way, like about my body and like, just go into that kind of restrictive dieting pattern. 
but I, I was like very active in sports growing up. So I didn't really have to worry about it too much. Like I was always super active. Um, didn't really care to watch too much what I ate. Like my parents gave me healthy options. They also gave me unhealthy options. Like I feel like most people do. Um, but I guess when I kind of hit puberty and like stopped with a lot of the activities that I did when I was younger, um, it's normal obviously to gain weight at that time as you should, because you're not a child anymore. <laughs> um, but I do remember specifically like being a certain weight, um, when I was like 12 or 13 and then going into high school, I gained like a significant amount of weight over that year. And I think it was like 30 pounds or something, which is quite a bit. And I didn't really grow side note. I haven't grown since I've been like 12. <laughs> um, so from going from like a hundred pounds at the height I am basically now to basically what I weigh now is a pretty big difference to like to, to gain in one year. And I remember my mom just kind of saying like, Hey, you should probably like not eat so much because like, you don't want to gain weight too fast because that's what she went through as a kid. Like she was a pretty chubby, like teenager and it was miserable for her. And I remember her, her telling me like, she didn't really get back into shape until she was in her twenties and she did cardio every day and she just ate nothing because that's what like we were taught to do. Yeah. Um, and obviously like I, I definitely picked up on some of that from her, even though she tried so hard to make sure I didn't turn like, or that didn't happen to me. Yeah. Um, but obviously I still saw her like struggling with how she looked and how much she weighed and, um, going clothes shopping and just like talking negatively about herself. Um, so even though it wasn't like directed at me, most of the time you still kind of pick up on that and you're like well like why does my mom like not like the way she looks like that's not good right yeah, <laughs> for sure um so i do have this journal <laughs> um obviously you guys can't see it but the first page that i found like I, I flipped through a few pages and the first thing was like i think i was reading this like diet book that i probably found on my parents bookshelf which is like ancient yeah um and I wrote down all these like rules for myself and I honestly don't even know what they mean. So the first thing I wrote was after eating, after eating protein, wait four hours, after eating carbs, wait three hours, after eating veggies, wait three hours, and after eating fruit, wait half an hour. And then I said, my goal um, weight today is 126 pounds and my goal weight is 100, 100 pounds. My goal weight forever, like always was 100 pounds. I, I don't know why, like that specific number just like yeah. meant so much to me, um, which is crazy, but, <laughs> um, and then I said, follow the above rules and go on the treadmill for 60 minutes every single day, which obviously <laughs> how, old, how old were you? Do you think? Oh, this was, uh, 2005. So I think I was like 15, 15. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then on the back, I have like all my measurements and, um, my height and everything. And I was looking at it and the funniest part is like my measurements are basically the same as they are now <laughs> and I'm way heavier than I was there. So that's also interesting to know, I think. Yeah. Um, the next page, and this is the last one I'll read because I can, there's so much stuff in here, but it said today was November 14th, 2005. It was pretty boring. And well, it's no surprise that I already quit my diet. I have decided to try the two, four, six, eight diet. It's where you eat 200 calories the first day, 400 the second, and so on. I think it sounds pretty hard, but I think if I set my mind to something, I can do it. All I want is to be a hundred pounds again. Well, gotta go. <laughs> That's so sad. I know, <laughs> like I'm laughing, but it, like, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, it, it's, and I feel like, and we're going to talk more about it um, after we each kind of give our own personal experiences, but I think it's just like, you know, how the way we grew up and things that kind of were expected, you know, we had such unrealistic, unrealistic expectations. And I think it's even worse now for kids growing up than it was for us. Um, but yeah, like 200 calories a day, like that's. And that the issue is like, obviously I had no idea like what that meant. Right, right. Like, I didn't know how to track my food at. Yeah. at 15 or 16 like that those are just numbers to me and i had no clue like what that meant yeah no I, it's, it's it's and i think too like 
I mean, maybe now there's more science-based facts, you know, out there and like we, hopefully it's getting better in terms of like what really is required, but I think there's always going to be, you know, eat less, do more cardio. That's, that's what everybody thinks is like the golden ticket when it comes to losing weight. But yeah, it's sad to hear that you were 15 years old, literally sitting in your bedroom writing that like yeah, 15 year old should be doing that. You know what I mean? Nobody should do that ever, but especially right. a right. child. <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. Um, oh, it sounds hard. It's like, oh yeah, it's, <laughs> it's impossible. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Well, Avery, do you want to maybe tell us a little bit more about just like your experience when you were young? Yeah, totally. Um, so mine's kind of similar to Marina's in some sense. I mean, I grew up, I, my, my parents and my mom specifically were always very much like, you know, we want you to be active in some way. Um, they didn't really, they, they, they weren't like, we don't care what sport you do. We just, we just want you to be active just purely for health purposes. Um, and so I grew up swimming, um, and I was on the swim team for a long time. Um, and it was never really something that I was like that into competitively. It was just literally, I'm just doing this to, to stay healthy and to move my body. Um, and so I was on the swim team, like a, a club team. And then I also, when I was in high school, I was on my high school swim team. Um, and my senior year of high school, I quit my club team. So I was just on my high school team and I was like, okay, mom, I'm going to like, just go to the gym. Um, and she was like, Oh, kind of doubting me that I was actually going to go. And I was like, no, no, like I'll actually go. So I went with my friend and, you know, we just did cardio and like, yeah, I don't even know abs. Um, but it wasn't until like my, probably like my senior year of high school that I kind of remember feeling a little bit like, just like not liking my body. I think that up until that point, I always felt pretty like neutral. I just didn't, I just didn't think about it. I just didn't think about it. I wasn't really thinking about food or like how much I, you know, ate whatever I wanted. I wasn't like, Oh, this X food is going to make me fat or this is bad or whatever. Mm -hmm. I just really didn't think about it. Um, and then <clears throat> my senior year of high school, I remember one day like looking in the mirror and just being like, you look, fat like you look really bad and just it was like it was just kind of a one like that one moment where I was like oh this is really not good um and so kind of I mean I have journals too where I wrote down like rules and I would you know kind of like try to count my calories that way and stuff like that um but I kind of like had it in my mind where I was like okay you need to lose weight um and the only way that I knew how to do that was to eat less food um, which obviously like there's of course some truth to that, but you know, it was, it was a very extreme version of that. And I think just the, the longer it went on, the more, um, the more I kind of was like, Oh, I have to cut out this and this. And, um, it kind of just became, you know, very extreme. And I think the hardest part about that is that, you know, it, it worked. I did lose weight. Um, you know, cause I was, I was not eating enough. Um, and I was, you know, I was doing tons of like cardio and I, so I, yeah, I did lose weight. Um, and I think, you know, that just reinforces it where it's like, Oh, okay. This is, you know, eating as little as possible is working. Right. Um, and so it kind of just became like more and more extreme. Um, and I think it just like, I think in the beginning the goal was like, Oh, I just want to get back to what I looked like before. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, the more it went on, the more it was like, oh, I want to kind of like Marina, like I want to get to the, like the, as lowest as my lowest weight possible. Um, and I remember like, you know, going, I remember when Tumblr was a thing. <laughs> I love Tumblr. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, I would go on Tumblr and like, look at like, you know, like Thinspo. Do you guys remember? I don't know if you oh remember. Oh my God. That. Yeah, I did that too. <laughs> um, and you know, just like people who were just super, super skinny and like, um, you know, like the, the thigh gap and like all these like just super toxic, you know, really, really bad things. And, um, so yeah, that was kind of my, like my, my experience with it. It kind of like continued until I was like in college and, um, you know, that's kind of when I started to discover like 
fitness beyond just going on the treadmill for an hour or the stairmaster for an hour. Yeah. I was like, oh, like lifting weights. And I think that's lifting really like shifted my mindset because you know when you're on a cardio machine, you see like, okay, you you've burned X amount of calories, which of course is pretty inaccurate. But still, I was like, okay. I burned 600 calories, but when you're lifting and I didn't have, I mean, the watches are very inaccurate as well, but I didn't have a, a, you know, like a smart watch at the time. And so it became a lot more of like, my focus was on my strength and like, oh, this is really cool. Now I can lift this amount. And like last week I, I only did this um, versus um, the amount of calories I was burning. So yeah, that's kind of my, my experience in a nutshell. Yeah. No, it, it's cool just to hear like where we all come from because I obviously, you know, it's not ideal where we come from in, in terms of like what kind of got us started on our health and fitness journeys. And I think I could say that for almost everyone. Like I, I'm on calls all the freaking time talking to women who are adults now. And um, a couple of things. Number one, I feel like a majority of people get started on their health and fitness journey because they want to change the way they look. It's not really out of, oh, I want to feel strong or I just want to get healthy. Like it's, I would say 90% of the time because someone wants to change their appearance. Um, but also number two, like even me hopping on calls, you know, I'll, I'll just talk to people about their stories and their life. And it's actually pretty crazy how so much of what we do to get started, whether we really know it or not, is impacted by the way that we grew up and what we kind of figured was normal growing up. I know I had a call once, um, she was actually a past client of ours. And she grew up in like the pageant world. And in that world, like it is very much so you need to be the smallest person that you can be so you can win shows and be beautiful. And, and she was just telling me how much pressure she always had to just shrink and be tiny and not eat food. And it was just such an unhealthy thing that she dealt with from a very young age. And she was in the pageant world for a really long time. And that's, why she was struggling when she came to us because she had all of these behaviors and things that she thought were real instilled in her at such a young age. Um, and I know my mom, so my mom actually used to manage a weight loss center. I think it was before we were born. And luckily like with me growing up, like I, I was very athletic as well. Like basketball was my whole life, especially through high school. Um, and I never had like the I'm actually going to take action to be the smallest person I'm going to be. I actually, and my mom to this day reminds me of it. I actually used to say like, I love food too much. I will never be skinny. Like I literally word for word said that to my mom several times because anybody who knew me in high school, anybody who still knows me, like I fucking love food. Like, and, and especially in high school when I'm playing basketball and like, you know, the, the school bus is stopping at Carl's Jr. after a game, like you bet your ass I'm getting a fucking western bacon cheeseburger um but like it's it's food was like my whole life growing up and so like I had told my mom like I'll never be skinny because I love food too much my um you know cutting calories and like trying fad diets and all that didn't really start until right after high school when I stopped playing sports but I definitely grew up with a lot of insecurities on the way I looked and um I'm 5'10 so I was always naturally just bigger, like taller than everybody that I was friends with. And so, um, I, I literally blame my bad posture on me being taller growing up because I feel like I was always like hunched down trying to like be with my friends and photos and stuff like that. But, um, my story is a little bit different than your guys's cause I didn't actively try to lose the weight in high school or at a young age. It didn't happen until after, but I definitely still had the thoughts of I'm fat. I don't look like the rest of these girls. I'm way bigger than everyone. I'm slow. Like, um, those, those were all definitely thoughts that I dealt with, but, um, going back to like my mom managing a weight loss center, she told me now the shit they used to have people do just because of like the lack of knowledge back then in terms of how to lose weight is literally insane. She told me that they used to put people on like 400 calorie diets and like these women would literally like be losing their hair. Like it, it's crazy to just think like, how normalized that was. And I definitely think that there's still that in our society. And I think even more now it's more so like fad diets and stuff like that, which we can definitely kind of dive into, um, in terms of like growing up in today's world, because with social media and how easily accessible things are, I feel like it's almost worse, even though there is so much more knowledge out there on like how to lose weight sustainably and how to like really make this a lifestyle. Um, 
So we can get kind of dive into that um, in terms of like fad diets and stuff like that. I literally could call myself like the queen of fad diets. I've literally tried it all. I've done detox teas. I tried keto diet. I've done waist trainers. I literally bought fat burner pills from GNC. Like I've literally done it all. Um, but I would love to just hear like anything that you guys have kind of experienced in today's society or things that you notice um, are, are things that people do because of just like social media and stuff like that. I feel like even though there is so much more like knowledge and education like available to people, they still ignore that because they want it quicker yeah. or as quick as possible. Yeah. Um, so they still turn to these kind of fad diets or supplements or whatever, because they're not willing to be patient and do things the right way. So even though all of this knowledge is there for them, they'll maybe read that, see it and be like, oh, but I don't have time for that. Like I need to lose 20 pounds like right now. Yeah. Um, so they still go the, the route that they shouldn't. <laughs> well, I think especially as young children, adults, like, you know, on social media, even like there's things out there like Facetune and Photoshop and stuff like that. And it's like, I, I, I feel like social media sets such unreal expectations for, for all women, but especially, you know, young aged kids, like getting on and seeing, you know, someone, I don't know, like Kim Kardashian on your Instagram page. And she's got like this tiny waist and like a big ass where, you know, we all know that that's probably Photoshop, but at a young age, I'd, I'd never think that I'd be like, Oh my God, like I want to look exactly like her because that must be what she looks like all the time. Where in reality, hell, we don't even look like our photos. You know what I mean? Like it's social media is such a, it can be such a great thing if you choose it to be, but it also can be a really, really toxic space. I think, especially growing up. Avery, do you have anything that you want to add on that? Gosh, there's, there's so much. I mean, I think that, I, like Marina said, I mean, you know, people are kind of obsessed with, it's, it's almost like people think that there's some, there's some sort of secret or there's some sort of, you know, I, I don't know. I think that the biggest thing that I still get, and, and again, there is a lot, like you said, Alex, like there's a lot of very misleading stuff on social media. There's also, I think, more and more a lot of people being very transparent and people being like, you know, I've been lifting for f 10 years. So, like, it's going to, you know what I mean? Like, people being very, and like, you know, showing that they're eating like plenty of food and that they have a healthy diet and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I still get questions all the time from, from clients or from my mom or from anyone where they're like, you know, should, um, you know, is it okay if I'm eating this like past this time? Or do you right. think I should like, oh, I shouldn't have this rice or like just things that are still very ingrained of like carbs are bad for you or eating at a certain time is bad or somehow you shouldn't eat this type of food later than this time or things like that where it's like, you know, those are, those are just not, <laughs> those types of things are so small where it's like, it would matter only if you're like an elite athlete competing for a competition or you're like prepping for a bodybuilding competition or something. Um, and even if you, even if that was the case, it's not make or break. So it's like, if you are just trying to like lose some weight and like feel your best, like the, yeah, not what you need to be thinking about, but, um, yeah, no, there it's, it's it, great. And I think that kind of goes off of like what you're consuming. And I don't mean that in like what you're eating, but like the, the social media that you're consuming and who you follow. Um, I think, you know, if you're following really reputable people out there who speak the truth and sh are very transparent, like that is how social media can be a good thing. Like knowing, Hey, everybody has fucking cellulite, you know, yeah. everybody has acne, like, um, just knowing like that's real life. Whereas, um, you know, there's so many accounts out there and like, celebrities and influencers who don't have that transparency really and I think that you know when you're following those people it can be kind of a toxic place for sure um I was also going to add something uh, it slipped my mind you said something and I was like oh I need to add that in there but yeah I definitely just think that social media in general and like you know Pinterest workouts and stuff like that and it just can be su such a, such a toxic place, especially for, for women, young women at a young age. Cause we have those like unreal, unreal expectations. I remember what I was going to say now. Did you guys ever watch the cheer documentary on Netflix? Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. I, I was a competitive cheerleader for 10 years. So that is like very, 
close to me. <laughs> so did you see that, that one clip of the girl saying like, oh, I'm going to do a watermelon diet and eat yeah. every days? Yeah. I literally watched that and I was like, first of all, shame on Netflix for even airing that scene. <laughs> literally like, cause this girl's beautiful. She's like the best cheerleader on the team. Yeah. I'm going to look at that and be like, I want to look like her. So I'm also going to do a three day watermelon diet, which we all know, like, don't, please don't do that. If you're listening, please don't do that. Yeah. Um, but, but like things like that, it's like, that's something that was so subtle and such a small part of the show. But like, any young, I know if I were a young woman watching that and I didn't know what I knew now, I'd probably be like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I'm going to go on a watermelon diet. Cause that, look at the way she looks. I want to look like that. Um, so I think that just in general, like in today's world, like I feel like it's almost worse than it was because there's so much things that you can access so quickly. And like, like Marina said, I think, you know, in today's society, we are we want fast results. We want quick action. We want things that are going to happen overnight where we all know now, like it really comes down to hard work. Like there's no shortcuts. Even if you lose a ton of weight, like you're probably going to gain it back if you're doing that in an unsustainable way. Um, and, and the only true long lasting results is making a good lifestyle change and, and putting in the work. And yeah. I think, sorry, one more thing. I think it's crazy. Cause like, you know, looking back at you talked about your mom like having a weight loss clinic and marina like looking at that really old diet book like we might not be seeing those types of things but like the information is just kind of morphing into different forms like i think about you know i i personally and i think it's because i've re removed a lot of things that i personally consume on social media like if someone's promoting fad diets or things like that i'm like i'm not following you yeah. um like I think about 75 hard that's like kind of been like super big in the past like year. Um, and it's people, a lot of people are doing it. And I, I, I personally am not a fan of it. I don't think anyone should be doing 75 hard. I think it's really dumb, but, um, you know, it's not promoting weight loss. It's not saying, Hey, do this thing for 75 days and you'll lose weight. Um, but best believe if you're working out twice a day for 75 days and you're, you know, not, I'm not sure about all the rules, but I know it's like following a specific diet. Like, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people who do that because they think, okay, well, you know, yeah, that it's not saying I'll lose weight, but these protocols seem like they would help me lose weight. So right. Very, very extreme thing to do. And yeah. My, yeah. yeah, no, hundred percent. I, I can see it in like a mentally testing yourself. If you already know how to lose weight in a sustainable way and you're doing it for like a mental challenge, which I do believe is kind of the purpose behind it. But I think that it's became so big that people think it's for weight loss and it is absolutely not for weight loss. Like that is not the purpose of it. That was never how it was intended, but that's how people perceive right. it now. And I've seen so many people do it and, and I, I've literally, it, I've been asked about it like, Oh, should I do this? And honestly, if you are trying to lose weight and you really don't know how to do that, then no, you should not do that. Like you should first figure out how to do this sustainably. And if maybe later down the road, when you know what a healthy, sustainable weight loss journey can look like, and you want to try that to mentally test yourself, that's cool. But like, especially starting off, like that is not sustainable. So trying to lose weight that way is not going to be good for you in the long run because you're going to think, okay, well now I know I have to work out twice a day for the rest of my life. And you know, stick with this insane, like no alcohol consumption, like, which can be great for some people, but like realistically for the average person, like that's, that's not sustainable. So like, if you're doing that to lose weight, that's, that's not the way you should, like, that's not how the challenge was even intended. But yeah, I mean, there's shit like that everywhere, like crazy diets, like Noom, the app Noom, like literally prescribes 1200 calorie diets. There's, there's keto, there's, um, freaking like, I, there's just so much shit out there, you guys. And it's insane. Like I, I read one time, I think I told you this Marina, I like was, I'm, I'm on like this Facebook group of like, it's like called Pacific Northwest women or something like that. And someone had put on there like, Oh, I'm trying to lose weight. Da 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 da. And someone literally said like, Oh, have you tried the egg diet? I've and, heard of that too. Yeah. I'm in a lots of those oh Facebook groups and they, they stress me out. Honestly, I stopped going in there. So bad. <laughs> like, no, you guys like, please, you're going to waste your time. Like don't do it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the things that are out there. It's so it's a ploy. I mean, guys, the weight loss industry is a billion dollar industry. So like, of course these companies and these apps and things like that, they, they're not going to show you the actual real true way to lose weight. Cause then they're putting themselves out of business. Um, and, and even if someone is told like what to do proper, properly, they're like, nah, like 
that doesn't seem right. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's insane. I, I, I just, the fact that there's so much shit out there, it just blows my mind. Um, awesome. So now let's kind of dive into kind of like the, the purpose of this podcast, but is dieting when you're young, a bad thing. Um, and I have a couple like subtopics written out on this outline that I want to cover. Um, but those are mainly, you know, can it have long-term physical or emotional effects? Um, you know, what is the, the effects look like on body image, your relationship with food, et cetera. So if one of you guys wants to maybe go first and, and just talk about if, I guess in your opinion, is dieting when young considered to be a bad thing? I think it depends on like what your definition of dieting is. Um, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with like a teenager wanting to eat healthier and like be more active and stuff like that. But when you're taking such extreme measures to basically only change the way that you look, then yeah, I, I definitely don't think that that is a good thing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it first of all depends like what is, what is dieting. And I think that, you know, just no matter what your age is, extreme diets, fad diets, um, things that aren't sustainable for, for the individual ultimately are not a good thing. Um, it's probably going to lead to like some disordered, um, you know, disordered thinking around food and, um, you know, affect your relationship with food and with your body. Um, I think, there's a lot of, I think that, you know, the, the way that I think about like sustainable weight loss now in terms of, you know, tracking your food and eating enough and things like that. I think that I don't necessarily know if, you know, tracking macros is like appropriate for a teenager. Um, and I think a lot of it comes down to like, there are a lot of people and I know for myself, like I thought I was, I thought I was fat quote unquote. Um, I was not medically overweight. I was not, you know what I mean? Like no one would have said to me, yeah, Marina's like same thing for her. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, there are obviously young people who are overweight and it would benefit their health to lose weight. Um, but the way that you go about that, I think is really, is really key. And I think just first, first, just educating yourself about nutrition and like proper nutrition and eating enough and things like that is like the biggest thing that's, that's missing from a lot of people's experiences as a young person trying to lose weight or just trying to get healthy or whatever it is. Um, like I know for a fact, if I had been introduced to lifting earlier, it would have been so beneficial for my mental health. Cause I know it was really beneficial for my mental health and my relationship with food when I did get introduced to lifting. So if I had been introduced to lifting when I was in high school, um, I think a lot of what I went through probably would have been either avoided or at least maybe just different from what I experienced. So yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I think, um, something, you know, I was doing a little bit of like research obviously before we decided to record this and something that I had read was, you know, healthy kids start with healthy families. And so I think if you're a parent listening to this or even like an older sibling or something like that, and you're not necessarily a young kid who's listening to this, um, I think that a lot of those habits can be shaped and molded by you and you setting the example and you being that person for your kid, because, you know, the last thing that you would want to do is make your kid or your young teenager feel like they need to go on a diet or feel like they need to lose weight or anything like that. Um, which side note, another thing I found in research is like one in five kids are obese, like mm -hmm. 19%, which yeah. is only getting rising. Like that's only, um, something that's becoming more and more kind of prevalent and more, we see, we see that more and more. Um, and so like, yeah, it is an issue that maybe a parent wants to kind of deal with, with their kid. But the last thing I think that you should do is openly be like, Hey, you need to do this. You need to do that. Because I think that that's kind of like we, we said before, how you can be molded, you know, like I said, with the, the girl who grew up in the pageant industry, or, um, I had a client who we talked to on a call and she was telling me that her parents did P90X every night. And so she just thought like something like that was normal. So, you know, the way that we can kind of help this, I think the most as kind of a mentor and that role model is to set that example yourself. Because if you have these really bad eating habits and a really poor relationship with yourself and you look in the mirror and you're like, oh my God, I'm so fat, I'm so ugly, like 
your kids get to see that and think that that's normal. Like that's a normal way to talk to yourself and that's you know, a way to have a relationship with food. So that, that saying of like healthy children starts with healthy families, I think is a really great thing, which we're definitely going to talk about um, here in a little bit in terms of ways that you can kind of incorporate just a healthier lifestyle for your kids or for your siblings or whoever that young adult is in your life. Um, but yeah, I think like you guys, you guys both kind of hit the nail on the head in terms of what is your, what do you mean behind the word dieting? Like, I think it can be perceived in so many different ways. And I think as a whole, like the word diet is scary and bad and people automatically think, you know, like, oh, diet means that you're doing something special. Whereas we kind of all know, like your diet is just like what you eat. You know what I mean? Um, but do you guys want to maybe cover some more? Like, I know Avery, you kind of already said, but like when, you are kind of dieting at a young age or you're doing that, those kind of things at a young age, like it does kind of have long-term emotional effects for sure. Mm -hmm. I think on, on your relationship with food and it can kind of lead to disorder eating or disordered eating tendencies. Um, mm -hmm. is there anything else that you guys want to add in terms of like, um, long-term effects physically or mentally that this could have? Something that I was going to kind of say, this kind of goes into like the next, you know, what you're saying about mental health. And I think that a lot of times when you're young, like the, the dieting, it might, it might initially be sparked by, you know, what it sounds like for all of us was kind of the initial, like, Oh, I, I gained weight or I don't like the way I look. And so I want to lose weight. But I think that a lot of times, whether you realize it at that point or not. And I think for me, I had, I didn't realize it when I, when I, when I was going through it, but it, there's, there's other things going on. Like there's other things going on um, that, don't have to do with food and with your body. And when you're a teenager or, you know, a young adult, there's a lot that's outside of your control. Like, you know, you, you kind of start to feel like, Oh, I'm gaining independence and I'm getting older and, um, things like that. But, you know, whether it's your, your family life or school or your social life, um, or, I mean, the list goes on and on, but there's a lot that's outside of your control. And, you know, food is something that, especially when you get older and you start, you know, you can, you can choose to eat whatever you want and you can make your own food and, um, things like that. You, you start to realize like, oh, I, this is something I do have control over. I have control over, you know, how much I eat. And, and so I think that a lot of it has to do with stuff other than food and food is something that kind of gets targeted. Um, and so again, a lot of people I think probably don't realize it at the time, but then looking back, um, and I've had a lot of conversations with clients who also have struggled with, um, disordered eating or eating disorders that were actually diagnosed, um, and talking to them now and they kind of reflecting back like, yeah, you know, I was going through a lot with my mental health, I was, you know, my, maybe a parent, like there was stuff going on with their family or, um, whatever it might be. And there was, there was some, or some other form of like trauma or, um, hardship that's going on that, you know, food becomes kind of this, uh, crutch. And there's a really good book. Um, it's just called intuitive eating. Um, it's a, it's a really good book. And they kind of talk about how a lot of times when you're younger, um, it's like you're going through a river and it's like, you know, going really fast and it's super chaotic. And so the eating disorder or the disordered eating is like this, this safe safety raft that you grab onto. And for the time, like it works, like you're staying afloat. You're like, this is something that's consistent in your life. Like you can control what you're eating. You can, you know, you do have control over what you look like, you know, to some extent and your weight to some extent. So it, it works. And so you like hold on to it. And then, you know, you, you're an adult and you're still holding on to that raft and it's not serving you anymore. And it's, it's actually like, um, you know, harming you and, but you don't know how to like, let go. Um, and so I think that, you know, it does have a really big impact on your mental health and your, on everything. And I think it's, it's one of those things that a lot of people don't realize until after the fact, until they're out of that space and like, wow, actually, you know, it had a lot less to do with food than I actually thought. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, that was kind of the next thing that we were going to segue into was like mental health and dieting at a young age. And I think you totally hit the nail on the head that like a lot of the times it does, it, it is a little bit deeper than 
what meets the eye and, and what you think is really the reason behind it. Um, is there anything on that that you wanted to add, Marina? Um, kind of um, going off that and what we were talking about before, just like long-term effects of dieting at a young age. Like I had a different experience to Avery because I never lost any weight. Like I did all these crazy things and I never lost a single pound. So I guess I kind of started to think like there was something wrong with me. Like my, my metabolism is like messed up. There's no point in doing anything. So that's why I struggled a lot with all or nothing mindset for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, because nothing I did, even though it was very extreme worked and I never saw any results. Um, there were no differences. I was miserable. Um, so I just thought that it's just me personally. And like, maybe this works for other people, but there's obviously something wrong with me. And that, that carried well into like adulthood. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, kind of like what you, you said in regards to just like when you're young and those things that kind of shape you, you know, I think that when you're consuming again, like that, that stuff online and things like that, like it's so for your mental health too, it it can be such a negative thing. And that's why I think it's so important to really make sure that like what you're consuming is good and, and is reputable. Um, and, and the ways that I guess like we, you know, when you're sitting there and you're like, well, how do I decide what's reputable and what's not? Because like, I don't fucking know what, you know, you know, we know now because we're all coaches and that's, we know who's reputable and we, we can easily spot something where we're like a watermelon diet. Yeah. That's bullshit. But someone who doesn't have a health and fitness background, you know, like we do, it might be harder to spot those things. So I will tell you right now, if you are listening to this and you're like, Hey, I don't know if this person's reputable or not freaking send it to one of us and, and we'll let you know, probably right away, just based on what that person's captions look like and how they show up. Um, but I think that if you're even questioning, questioning it, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. So that's, that's kind of a good way to, um, kind of sort those out. And then I also wanted to say, you know, in terms of like, if this can have long-term physical or emotional effects, I think we've very much kind of said, you know, yes, it can have emotional effects. And we're all saying this, you know, we're not doctors, we're not therapists. We're not like telling you right from wrong here. Um, it's just basically, you know, our own opinions and our own personal experiences. But, um, I think it does, it does have physical effects as well. You know, like I said, one in five children are obese. So that's one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum is, you can have hormonal issues from a young age if you are maybe under eating and things like that. So there, there's a lot of um, things that it can affect. And so I did just kind of want to touch on that as well. Um, but is there anything else that you guys want to touch on in terms of physical, emotional effects or mental health or anything like that? Cool. I think we, I think we covered a really good yeah. basis of it. Um, so the last thing that I kind of wanted to talk about is what are ways that we can stay healthy at a young age or things that we could do as a parent um, or, you know, a role model in someone's life to keep them healthy and, and what like being a positive role model can really look like. So I'll kind of just kick this off. Um, you know, like I said before, I don't think that it's necessarily a great thing to be like, Hey, like you need to lose weight or you need to look this way. Or even saying that, that those things to yourself as an adult, probably not good for your child to kind of consume, you know, the bad relationship with yourself and your poor relationship with food. So being a role model is a really great opportunity to, to just set the example. And like I said, um, that saying of like healthy kids starts with healthy families. And I I truly think that that's true. There's a lot of truth to that. Um, so some things that I was looking at in terms of like ways that you can kind of incorporate, good behaviors and healthy habits is, you know, going on more like family walks. Um, I saw this, like, you know, if you have a young kid where, you know, you want to maybe work on eating habits. I saw something where it's like trying new fruits and vegetables or new foods in general, like bringing home, I don't know, crazy fruits that you've never seen before, like dragon fruits or kiwis and things like that, that maybe aren't so normal in your household. Um, that can be a fun way to like keep things exciting. Also another big one, which I know we never did this as, fa- as a family, but actually eating at the dinner table and not eating mm-hmm. on the couch while you're watching TV. Yeah. We always grew up eating dinner, just watching TV, but eating at the dinner table. Um, and that's also just really good. I think for your family dynamic too, like yeah. that opportunity, um, to just check in with each other and, and talk about your day and everything like that. Is there any other kind of like tips that you guys have, um, whether you are at a young age or, you know, you, you have that opportunity to set that example for someone at a young age? I think it's super important for like, obviously the kids really can't 
be responsible for this. Like it has to be the parents. So just getting your kids involved in things that you're doing, like take them grocery shopping, tell them to like choose recipes that they want to make and then make it together, like get them involved in what you're doing. And they'll have, they'll just naturally start to have more of appreciation for like cooking their own food and like having vegetables included in their meals. So if you as the parent are not doing that, like you, you need to step it up. Like that's, (laughs) that's, the only thing to it in my opinion and i think you know something that marina and i and alex maybe you too kind of talked about in terms of our personal uh journeys with you know dieting and trying to lose weight when we were younger was like having these really rigid food rules you know like okay don't eat past this time or don't eat more than x amount of calories or whatever it is um and and that's something that i think inherently a lot of families and parents you know sometimes they're more extreme and sometimes there's, you know, okay, you have to finish everything on your plate or um, you can't eat dessert until you're done with your dinner or um, whatever it is like these kind of these food rules that maybe on the surface seem healthy or seem helpful, but just having them as rules rather than like just educating your children about like, you know, some foods, you know, we want to have more of because they really help us grow and they help us have energy and they make us feel good. And then there's other foods that are more like fun foods or, you know, having things that aren't, this is good and this is bad, but framing it in a way of like, these are foods that taste really good, but, um, you know, they don't really help us grow or have, you know, sustainable energy. So we don't want to have too much of them, but it's totally okay to have them sometimes. And, you know, and presenting things on a very even playing field, Mm -hmm. um, and I think Marina, you said it really well. Like, yeah, involve your kids. Like, what do you want to have? Um, like, how do you want to make the vegetables tonight? And um, I know for me, like, I sometimes when I was growing up, like, helped my dad cook dinner, and I, I, you know, it was great to like learn how to cook, and um, it was it was really fun, and it was like a bonding experience for mm-hmm. us. Um, so yeah, I think involving your kids is is really big, um, and also just you know being mindful of what you say um to young adults about you know what they look like and how they're eating and Mm -hmm. um, and things like that I I I did have one client recently who um uh a family friend of hers like her daughter has kind of been struggling with um you know the way that she looks and she did something that I really admired which was basically you know she was trying to talk to talk to this girl about it she basically said you know can I share can I share my experience with you of what I was going through at your age um and maybe we can kind of talk about what you're going through so kind of just just being open to talk about it because I think it's it's really hard to talk about you know not liking the way you look or wanting to lose weight or whatever it is regardless of your age like it's a very vulnerable thing and so especially when you're a teenager or a young adult, it's like to, to say to an older adult, like, Oh, I want to lose weight or whatever it is. It's, it's really hard. So, you know, being vulnerable and just, just kind of creating a safe, it sounds really cheesy, but like a safe space to talk about it. Um, I think is really big because so much of this goes maybe unnoticed by parents or by adults in the young adult's life, I guess. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I think that you said that so perfectly. Um, something I wanted to add in is actually last Friday, Marina, you had asked our client group chat, you know, what are some things that you wish you could tell your younger self about fitness, nutrition, dieting, et cetera. Um, and I did just kind of want to read a few things that some of our clients had said, um, because I think that they could, you know, people listening to this and I know us personally, I know Avery, you responded you know, a few hours in and you're like, Hey, I can relate to literally every single one of these that you guys are saying. Um, so some of these things that some of our clients had said is, you know, I would tell my younger athlete self that food is fuel. Mm -hmm. Eating more will not make you fat. That was something I, I related to a lot. Um, which is, you know, it's cool to feel your body, you know, food is there to be your energy and to be your fuel. So don't be afraid of that. Cause I know for me, like I said before, with my, my journey growing up, like I told my mom, I'll never be skinny. Cause I love food too much. That's not the reason I'd never be quote unquote skinny. Like that yeah. had nothing to do with it. You know what I mean? Um, another one on here was, um, one of our clients agreed with what you said, Marina, which was, I wish I could tell my younger self that I deserve to be in the weight room just as much as any guy does. Um, you said you struggled with that a lot. So that's something, you know, 
at a young age, like if you're listening to this, like, and you want to get into the weight room or you're scared to, like you deserve to be in there just as much as anybody else. Um, you know, we had someone on here saying like to not care what other people thought about your eating habits and your metabolism. Um, and just saying, you know, like if people are making comments to you to just kind of like not take that deep because, you know, most people aren't educated in health and fitness and when they're making comments to you, there's nothing to it. Um, another one we had on here was like fad diets are not the answer, nor are they sustainable or healthy. And then we had, you know, weight, weightlifting won't make you look bulky or manly. Solely doing cardio is not the answer when it comes to losing weight. We had another one in here saying, you know, it's good to fuel your body with food. She wishes she would have told her younger self. Another one of these I wanted to say was, um, she said, I would tell my younger self that I don't need to starve myself to look good. Eating and fueling your body is normal. And now that I have a daughter, I think a lot of what I needed to hear as a younger me and a goal of mine is to make sure she knows it's okay and she's perfect. So like, that's just such a perfect example of a parent wanting to set a really good example for their kid. And I admire this, this girl so much for even saying that, like, I have a daughter of my own and I, I want her to grow up knowing like it is okay to feel your body and you don't have to be the smallest version of yourself to be worthy of anything. Um, so those are just a few examples of what our, our clients had said. And like I said, I feel like a lot of those could resonate with people listening because I know what, it resonated a lot with us. Um, but in general, is there anything else that you guys wanted to kind of add on just to this episode or kind of talk about it all? Oh, I think we covered a lot. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually really happy with everything that we covered. I feel like this was a really good conversation. Um, and like I say in every episode, to those of you guys who are listening, if you have questions on anything, if you are a parent or you maybe are someone who's younger who just needs a little bit of advice, like our DMs are open. You can message any of this, any of us on Instagram or wherever and, and ask us the questions, you know, because we, we truly we are in the business of changing lives and we want to make sure that we can help people as much as we can. So I'm going to go ahead and link all of our Instagram accounts in the show notes. So if you are interested or you need advice or you want help with anything, definitely let us know. Um, like I said earlier in the episode, none of us are licensed therapists or doctors or anything like that. Um, but you know, we can definitely give you, give you advice on what we think and you know, how we would kind of handle things for sure. So Thank you guys so much for hopping on this episode. This was so good. I'm glad we all finally got to get together and do it. Excited for more. Yes, it's going to be awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you. Well, I guess I will see you next week, next Friday, in our next episode.